0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into episode 39 of the Get Around Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Summers. In studio with me, Jake Atnip. It is just the two of us in the Record Eagle studio today as James Cook, our third wheel, is out covering the Michigan Open at the Grand Traverse Resort. He will join us momentarily via the phone. But we have a lot to get into today. We're going to recount the regional baseball and softball action from the weekend, which included two sides to the coin, one a couple of champions, one in baseball, one in softball, and then a few teams we weren't expecting to lose who fell. It was a little bit of a bloodbath on Saturday. In addition to those results, Frankfurt's Mike Zimmerman, legendary Frankfurt baseball coach, decides to call it a career. He wants the opportunity to follow his son Brett as and heads off to State. That's his first <laughs> round of the in-rank <laughs> rise. wants the opportunity to watch Brett play. Uh, his other son, Kyle, also attended Wayne State and played baseball, and he missed out on that opportunity a little bit by continuing to coach the Frankfurt High School team. And you know, this time around, he said that was not going to be the case. Jake, you can't really blame him for that, can you?
1: No, I don't think so. You know, especially after you kind of miss one, and then you see the rest of them come up. It, it's it got to be a sense of pride that he's got them there in the first place. Okay. So, of course, you want to see how far your kids can go. You know, I feel like Coach Zimmerman feels like he's done his job, not just for Frankfurt, but for his family, for his kids, and for future generations of everybody who's run through that school. So I think he's perfectly fine with taking a step back and really just going and enjoying the game of baseball because I, I know when you were talking about it, said, you know, sometimes – it's been it's a lot of work you know he said he didn't he didn't think he'd ever come back and coach you know grandkids or anything like that because it puts a strain on relationships it's, it's tough to work with your family and tough to do these things so you know with the work that
0: they've put in as a family I'm sure they would love some time to just be able to enjoy the game that they all love I, I spoke with Mike on the phone uh, Saturday night a few hours after uh, their season ending loss actually and you know I, I like you said i asked him any chance you come back i mean maybe when brett's done playing at the college level uh, or or whenever he hangs up his cleats and you know mike just said he he's been asked before you know would he would he coach his grandkids and he just feels like that grandfather grandson dynamic is a little bit different and you know he he's not sure he would want to he would want to mess with that by returning to coaching and i mean i probably from the panthers perspective you know they they hope that they'll find a quality replacement and you know not necessarily be looking for a new coach in four or five years so it's a there's definitely everybody's being respectful of mike's decision i i also spoke with frankfurt principal matt stapleton both after the game on saturday as well as sunday night uh, for the story that you can check out at recordeagle.com or pick up a a copy of Monday's paper, and you know he he said he already had made a couple of passes at Zimmerman as far as perhaps staying around a little while longer. But I think even he knew that, you know, those passes were going to go uns- past him, <laughs> yeah, uh, un- unsuccessfully. It's just uh, one of those deals where I think you you know when it's time, and and Mike knows when it's time, and he's given a lot to that school, and. It's time for somebody else to have a shot at it. And I'm sure Frankfurt was happy to have him for twenty-five years. Well, thirty plus with the
1: program, but as a head coach of the varsity baseball team for twenty-five years, especially with all that he's done for the program, I'm sure they, they hate to see him go, but they're happy for him in all
0: aspects. And you know, it's not just Frankfurt that Zimmerman's had an impact on either. He's he's been a coach with the A-Green North uh, summer ball program, which has continued to reach new heights over the last couple of years I think this last senior class within that that summer ball team every single senior is going to play college baseball somewhere and you know Mike was an assistant coach with that program so I mean his his reach was far beyond just Frankfurt and I spoke with Glen Lake baseball coach Chris Herman uh, for the story as well and you know he's he's friends with Mike and you know, he just he said that Zimmerman did things for Northern Michigan baseball when it really needed it, when Northern Michigan baseball didn't have the respect that it deserved or or needed from uh, downstate. And you know, he also said that you know, Frankfurt's a, a football town, but he hopes that that community doesn't forget everything that Coach Zimmerman has done for it on the baseball field.
2: Yeah, I spoke I to uh, Coach Zimmerman uh, a few days ago as well, and uh, it was interesting. You know, he said that uh, coaching in Frankfurt, you're always kind of under the, uh, you're kind of always competing with the football team, and in the, in, in the football team's shadow, you can't compete with the pointy ball. Which I thought was funny, <laughs> but uh, you know, and he's like, I you know, I can't imagine what some of the other coaches, and the other teams that you know maybe magnified even more with uh, coaches of some of the other programs and stuff. But uh, but I think he has helped. Lift Frankfurt baseball up to a to a point where it is, you know, not quite necessarily maybe approaching football in that community, but but everybody knows about it.
0: As I mentioned, Frankfurt baseball uh, ended their season. They finished with a record of twenty six and five, in their loss to Breckenridge. That that isn't something that we were necessarily expecting out of regionals, but regionals w- were full of surprises across the board. You know, I think. Frankfurt as one of the top-ranked teams in Division Four, they were, they were planning on at least you know making it through that semifinal. And well, I know they were favored. They were anyways. for sure, and uh, having a chance to go up against uh, Beale City in the championship game, but that did not end up happening. So Beale City actually ended up kind of rolling in that regional. I think they won the first game thirteen to zero, and then they beat Re- Breckenridge eight to nothing in the championship game. Kind of. Tough endings to the season two years in a row for Frankfurt. Last year they went 35 and all before losing to a very good Muskegon Catholic team, 1-0 in extra innings. So certainly no kind of a, a pattern or anything like that, just heartbreaking ways uh, for the Panthers to exit from the baseball field the last two years. Trevor City St. Francis baseball also had its heart broken on Saturday. James, you were in Charlevoix for that game the Gladiators out-hit Gladstone twenty to nine, and still ended up losing by four, eight to four, in ten innings. What what was the difference there? How was Gladstone able to shock St. Francis?
2: Um, well, Gladstone uh, didn't, they didn't get as many hits, but when they got guys on, they uh, you know they bunted guys over, they sacrificed guys over. You know they were able to maybe get the hit hit to the outfield to to move a guy over and then get. Another play on top of that to bring in a run um whereas Saint Francis got a lot of guys on. um there just wasn't a whole lot of times where you know they they were able to bring those guys around. I mean twenty hits and in ten innings. I mean that's your that's an average of two an inning, and you only get four runs out of it. you know there was, Congratulations you know, there was on couple base map, running mistakes <laughs> and stuff too very <laughs> proud of myself. They <laughs> made a couple base running mistakes and uncharacteristic mistakes defensively for them, too. that kind of contributed to it. And, uh, you know, I, I I was just really surprised. I mean, you know, before the game, I was sitting in the dugout um, waiting to take pictures and stuff because I didn't want to sit in the, uh, the press area that they chalk off by first base because they had kind of put it in a spot where if the first baseman misses the ball, I'm going to get nailed. <laughs> um, it wasn't quite out far enough as much as it's supposed to be. But that's uh, so what I said in the dugout. And, uh, you know, Casey Peterson before the game, was watching Gladstone's number one pitcher throw, and he he watched the whole two pitches and then just turned around to his team and said, uh, you know, his stuff's okay, we'll be fine. And then they got 20 hits off of him. They just didn't quite string enough of them together.
0: In the ninth inning of that game, St. Francis actually went down 4-3 to and then bounced back in the bottom half of the inning to tie it up again. When St. Francis tied it at four in the ninth, did you think they had maybe found some kind of momentum there that they were, you know, going to win that game, or what was the, you know, with the back and forth nature of that game, what what was the atmosphere like?
2: Yeah, you you really did kind of get the sense that uh, St. Francis really didn't think they were out of that game. You know, they scored the run in the bottom of the ninth. Um, Tommy Gallagher double. Uh, and they had back to back doubles to bring that run in, and that's the bottom of their lineup coming up big to to score that run and, and keep the game going, you know, so they had the, the top of the order kind of coming up in the tens and, you know, they had to be feeling pretty good, but then uh, Gladstone was just able to put the bat on the ball
1: and uh, crank around four runs. Yeah, four-run 10th inning isn't very good for confidence after you are so high. That's a roller coaster right there for you. So that that's something that really has to take shape uh, inside of the game and in situations. And even down four runs, uh, St. Francis still was pretty confident. I mean, they, they literally had the top of the order coming up in the 10th.
2: And Casey Peterson, Danny I let off with the 10th with singles. You know, so they were sitting there with two guys on, nobody out. and uh, And things were still looking, you know, not bleak. And then Gladstone turned a really nice double play, and uh, I think that's when it kind of started setting in.
0: When you talked to the team after the game, James, did you kind of get the impression that they felt maybe one, you know, they let one slip away, or or did they, you know, did they acknowledge that they got beat? What was the what was the feeling like afterward?
2: Well, a little bit of both. I mean, you know, they acknowledged that you know the Gladstone played a good game, but that they, you know, thought that they. You know, had the ammunition in that game to to pull it out. You know, there was a lot of uh, a lot of emotions after the game. You know, and I was interviewing Coach Tom Passano. Um, you know, he was looking down at the ground the whole time, and you know him and him and the coaches had had kind of a big meeting. And I think there was a little bit of a little bit of emotion there from from everybody. I mean, he was wiping his nose during the interview, so I, I think it was a I think it was a bit of a shock to this team. I mean, he was whose goal all season was state finals or bust. And when that state finals doesn't happen, that's a, a pretty big shock to the system.
0: Speaking of a of shock to the system, the other remaining team to be eliminated, perhaps a little bit surprisingly on Saturday, was Kalkaska Softball in their regional semifinal against Chippewa Hills, which they lost 3-0. We didn't actually end up getting a whole lot of information uh, from that game as far as what happened. We do know that the Blazers had their eyes set on a regional championship. That was kind of a new thing for them headed into this year. They set higher goals than they had ever set before. And to be honest, from, from my point of view, I think among all our area softball teams, regardless of class or division, I felt like Calcasco was the best softball team in our coverage area. I don't know how you guys felt about that, but that that that's kind of where I was sitting heading into regional weekend, and you know, I kind of I I thought they they would be able to come through, but it didn't end up being the case.
1: Yeah, when when we've looked across this whole season, Kalkaska's is definitely in the top teams, like you said, regardless of division. I, I don't know if I could put them straight at the top, especially in the last few weeks of the season, um, there was something that I noticed was their run production kind of fell off over the last few weeks. And I don't know, you know, when I talked to some of the teams this year with the how cramped the season was, I think fatigue really had set in towards the end of the year here on a, on a few of these athletes. And Kowkowska had a fantastic year. And just to hear that they got shut out, that that's what surprised me most was that a three-run game, that that wasn't that always seemed to go their way during the regular season and they they shut out a lot more people than they had even less than 3 run games so that was that was surprising to me
0: as well yeah i didn't have a chance to run through you know the season results but i can't remember off the top of my head i mean obviously kalkaska won most of their games but i i think this may have been the first time they got shut out on the season I, maybe once before i think
1: there was one more i think they got shut out 5-0 two weeks ago when they played Rogers city. I'm not okay. sure though.
0: James, did that result out of the Gaylord regional surprise you at all?
1: Yeah, yeah, I did. I mean,
2: I saw them when they came and played against uh Traverse city central and Traverse city central was another team that I thought had a, a pretty legit chance of, you know, making a a, de- a decent run and with the, the way they had kind of charged into the playoffs and, and Kalkaska, you know, gave them a run as well, being a, A school that's, what, half their size, if that. And uh, so I thought that in Class B, I thought Kauskaska would be uh, a team that could be reckoned with.
0: Not to bring the tone of this podcast down with the surprising losses of the weekend, uh, because we did have two champions emerge from their regionals, Gaylord St. Mary Baseball and Frankfurt Softball. For the Snowbirds, this is their third straight quarterfinal visit, and, of course, they're looking for a return run to East Lansing. Gaylord St. Mary had to take on Glen Lake in Glen Lake in the first game of that regional, which the Snowbirds won 2-1. to one. Uh, A couple of interesting notes uh, from that very close game was the fact that Glen Lake starting pitcher Nick Apsey broke his hand in the first inning, and, and Cade Peterson uh, had four hits, including a double in that game, For the Lakers, and uh, Bob DeLong from Gaylord St. Mary, uh, when he he called the game in, you know he he sang the praises of Peterson, which I think you know we keep bringing up our thoughts on male and female athletes of the year, which will come up after the conclusion of the spring season, and you know he he really was impressed with Cade Peterson, which uh, I you know on a side note certainly delivers. Uh, some more credence to his candidacy for our male athlete of the year. But getting back to the snowbirds, Drew Long won again. He's now nine and two on the season. His ridiculous career record continues to improve. Uh, he had seven strikeouts, scattered eight hits, and then you had Brady Hunter and Drew Koenig carrying the team at the plate. Uh, Hunter, a freshman, went four for four, and Koenig went two for three with. Two RBIs that uh, came early I think St. Mary loaded the bases up On a couple singles And a walk Maybe a single and two walks And, and he drove in a pair and, and that ended up being the difference And then in the championship game It ended up being a lot easier for the Snowbirds They won 9-1 to one over Onaway Koenig earned his 11th win From the hill this season In four innings of work Only gave up two hits And uh, the Snowbirds live to fight another day not uh not a surprise there uh we you know we've kind of been expecting another deep run from the snowbirds james what do you think their odds are as they try to make a, another run to east lansing and perhaps this time cap a, a season with a state championship
2: you know i think it's, it's pretty decent i mean you know they, they even though they have a, a fairly young team they've, they've still already been there and done that uh twice uh, so you know they got the quarterfinal game that's not all that far away in Petoskey, and uh, so I think everything is set up well at least uh, looking from the outside uh, for them to get back to to East Lansing and and play at Michigan State again in the Final Four.
0: And Frankfurt softball, uh, two members of which will join us later in this podcast, they avenged a season-ending loss from a year ago. They lost ten to nine after having the lead going into the final inning against Holton last year. This year, Frankfurt hosts the regional and wins the championship game 6-5 to over Holton, courtesy of a two-run home run in the fourth inning that broke a 4-4 tie by sophomore Haley Myers. I had the chance to take in that game, and you could tell that there was extra meaning to this softball game. I mean, obviously, teams are always excited when they're able to bring home a trophy uh, but in this case, there was definitely something more going on. The looks that the girls were giving each other on the field, the excitement afterwards was even more palpable. I think than your typical trophy raising, and you know, Holton was on their checklist. Uh, they, Frankfurt over the last several years, they go down to Florida in the springtime before they can get the before they can take the field here, and some teams down south and in addition to that that's when they when they set their team goals and beat holton was one of their specific goals they knew that based on how districts and regionals shaped up if if both teams had the opportunity to get to that level this season again that they'd run into each other and that's exactly what happened and this time frankfurt comes out on top hey, what is that 11 home runs
2: now for Haley myers
0: yeah, I'm not sure she what to a dozen. I don't know. Last I she was at ten before the one in the in
2: the regionals. So she's at least at eleven now. I mean, that's I believe the most of anybody
0: in our coverage area. She actually had two home runs on the day after hitting a home run in the first game of the regional in the semifinal against Marion. That was a pretty convincing win for the Panthers, eleven to zero in five innings. But that blast that Haley hit in the second game uh, was actually kind of funny because I, I was standing in that painted press box area that James was too scared to stand in. And it, it was a, an absolute laser off the bat, straight to center field. And I don't even know if the ball had exited the infield yet. And her teammates in the dugout were screaming and so excited they knew it was a home run and I remember thinking to myself boy they might be they might be cheering a little bit early here because I'm not sure I mean it was such a flat hit I I had no doubt I I had no doubt it was going to reach the fence but I thought it might Run headlong into the fence, uh, but it it ended up clearing no problem, and the obviously the entire team was there waiting for her at home plate to to welcome her there. But uh, talk about coming up huge in a big spot, and you know that was after a couple innings prior she uh, she actually had a hit, but she wasn't happy with it. She she felt she could have done better, and so she was kind of sulking in the dugout a little bit. And Frankfurt head coach. Mike Thompson went up to her and said, you know, just shake it off, forget about it. You're going to win this game for us. And he said she she turned to him and just said, "Okay, coach." And that's exactly what she did. So, I don't, you know, I don't know if coach Thompson, uh, you know, was channeling his inner Nostradamus or or what or, you know, if if they they've got a profit over in the Frankfurt dugout, but that's a a pretty pretty unreal and compelling story uh, from that game on Saturday. I think that actually just says a lot about the sophomore. You
1: know, when she gets challenged by a coach in a regional final game and she can turn around and pull something like that, I think that says a lot about the athlete in general because – there's sometimes, you know, baseball, softball, they're, they're really mental games. And sometimes you get one strikeout, or you get struck out twice. Even in just the first game, it can mess with your mojo for the whole night. You know, if you even just think about some professional baseball player striking out seven, eight times uh, in a couple of days, they just go down through slumps. And for her to be able to turn it around when she wasn't happy with what she did and be able to come up clutch, I think that says a lot about how the young talent at Frankfurt is going to bring this team to new heights even further past this
0: season. I asked uh, Olivia Tomaszewski, who threw a complete game in that championship game, what, after crossing off the, the Beat-Holton checkbox, uh, what that next goal will be. And she said it's win a state championship. Obviously, there's a, there's a couple steps in between here and then. And she said, "You know, we we still have to take it one game at a time. But now that they beat Holton, now that they avenged that loss from a year ago, that uh, you know they didn't feel they should have suffered. State championship is the is the next item on the list.
2: Yeah, I want to go back and I want to uh, clarify one thing. I was not scared.
0: <laughs> 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 but uh,
2: going I can back sympathize. to the previous year. I covering baseball finals there. Uh, well, not there, but in Boynton City. They put the uh, the box." The, the chalk box in like the same spot and I was sitting in there and because uh, it's actually when it's when when they put it in the wrong spot like that it's actually really cool because the ball is coming right at you so it makes for a good photo but like one inning in the, the umpire made me go to the other side where they had it on the right spot because he thought I was going to get hit and so then I had to sit over there and there was a bunch of Gladstone people over there. And I did not have a very good experience with the Gladstone people. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hoping to avoid that again. And I'm like, yeah, I can just shut the dog out. Uh, and I'll be close to the action, and there
0: we go. I'll be fair with you, James. You probably weren't afraid for your own safety, just more so that expensive piece of equipment in your hands would be my guess.
2: Yeah, 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 Shudder that 200 lens. Yeah, bro- broken good, cheeks uh, heal. when either.
0: lenses don't. <laughs> No, there, yeah. there's there's no replacement for a shattered lens other than a new one. That'll that'll take us into the bulletin board. Uh, golf finals were Saturday, all four divisions at four different locations. Trevor City West placed sixteenth as a team in Division One. They shot a three fifty eight, followed by a three forty seven over the course of the two day tournament, and finished with a seven zero five. No Titans made the top ten as far as individual placers go. However, Murphy Kehoe did lead the Titans with a solid 154 after a 75-79 showing in Division Two. Gaylord had an impressive performance. You know, they they've been great in the Big North Conference all season, the, the last two years really. And they shot a 308 and a 306, very consistent for a 614. That was only 14 strokes off the championship score set by Flint Powers Catholic at an even 600. Brendan Gowen for Gaylord, and I apologize, Brendan, if I am not saying that correctly. Uh, he shot a 74, 73, 147 to finish tied for 10th. So great performance out of him.
2: Yeah, and then and then he turned around and two days later is playing in the Michigan Open as an as an amateur.
0: How's he looked so far today? I mean, mean, we can get into that a little more, but
2: I mean, you know, the score is not is not great. But I mean, you know, two days after playing downstate in the state finals, playing two, you know, playing three days of competitive golf out of four, uh, it's got to be a pretty pretty tough task for for a high school kid, and then to basically play against a field of professionals here on a tough course in the Bears is also not an easy task.
0: We'll jump to Division Three, which was at Forest Acres West in East Lansing at Michigan State. Charlevoix finished 10th as a team, a 359 followed by a 345 to finish at 704. Charlevoix's Spencer Hahn and Tyler Ostrom actually had identical 174s over the course of the two day tournament to pace the Raiders in a very solid finish. We'll jump to Division 4, which was on Forest Acres East at Michigan State. And that was our our loaded division. We had Suttons Bay, Frankfurt, and Leland all qualify as teams. And Suttons Bay, which also has Thomas Hersey, who we figured was one of the favorites to come away with an individual championship, almost did just that. The Norseman senior finished as the runner-up after... Carding the tournament's best score on day one, but rain got in the way a little bit. Thomas shot a seventy four on day two after a sixty seven on day one, and Grand Rapids North Point Christians Eric Fallon somehow managed to shoot the round of his life in the rain on Saturday. James, you talked to Thomas's dad and the Suttons Bay head coach Todd Hersey. You know what did he have to say about how that lead changed hands it It didn't sound to me like you know there was much to for Thomas to hang his head about
2: uh no, he said you know he played pretty well for playing in a a, a day that was you know pretty much rain the whole time uh, pretty constant rain the whole the whole day you know not necessarily a downpour or anything but but just consistently uh you know that i mean those are just tough conditions to play in for anybody um and uh, you know he said that. Thomas made a couple, a bunch of nice shots to, uh, to get himself out of some trouble and, and save himself on, on a few occasions and, and really hung in there and battled. Uh, I mean, only the
1: championship was decided by three strokes, so not a whole lot over the course of two days, really. And, you know, golf is a game, that as you always say, you know, you, in the first day of the tournament, you can either play yourself into the championship or you can play yourself out of it. And I think that's what Hersey has done all year is he comes out strong and makes sure that he's in the running. So in his second day, no matter the conditions, when the rain comes, he still has a good shot at it. And, you know, even though he did drop uh, seven or eight strokes on that second day with the weather conditions everything, he still only lost by three, like you said, James. So that shows that Hersey definitely had the stuff, but there was maybe a little bit of outlying circumstances that pushed him back a little bit. Yeah, I mean, a 74 in the rain is is – You know, by itself, still pretty
2: impressive. I mean, by comparison, uh, Brendan and I went golfing on Sunday and in nice conditions on a much easier course. Yeah. And in nicer conditions on a much easier course with a bunch of mulligans. I shot 108.
1: You
0: should maybe just keep that number to yourself. Yeah. was Was that nine holes, James? That's right. Did I hear a 68, James? Is that what you shot, a 68? Congratulations. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's incredible. Sure.
2: This is my first round outside this season, but, you know, <laughs> still.
1: There's no excuses, James.
0: You know.
2: Yeah. At lots, least. Of, lots, of, lots of hijinks, though, you know. I got you. I, I successfully finished Harrison Beebe's
0: quest and successfully threw Brendan Queeley off the cart. I heard about that. It, you guys tried to give him a concussion again? or I mean, what was the... <laughs> they, had you, you to, tried... they, had, they had to put him down so we could take him to the clinic and get him out. Yeah.
1: He was hanging on the back
2: of the... Hanging in the back of the cart when we were going, and they, at Emerald Vale when we were playing, they have brand new carts, and they haven't put the this the stuff on the carts to slow them down or anything yet. So these things could fly, and I just took off one time, and uh, and yeah, Brendan just started flying off. the back so, so it was an
0: accident, or it wasn't?
2: Uh, no, it was an accident. I mean, we, were, I was, you know, I was trying to go fast, but he when he was driving, he was going pretty darn fast too. So.
1: You know, uh nobody was trying to do anything like that, but uh yeah I that playing Brendan, he was standing <laughs> on the back of the cart. That's just not proper golf etiquette. Shame on you, Brendan.
0: And the first time he got thrown from eh. the cart, he didn't
1: have his hands on the wheels, so yeah I mean, I, this is each one of them has been his fault, yeah kids don't don't drive golf carts like Brendan queeley, and now it's fun because he has to listen to the podcast to to hear all this. yes, yeah, so I also hit Brendan with a golf club <laughs> hard. Is he? Did he come to work today?
2: I, it, it wasn't like a full swing or anything. No. Did you
1: count it as a But smoke. I was
2: driving, and I was driving, <laughs> and uh, and he was messing, and he was messing with me, and putting his uh, club up in the air so that the shadow of it would would mess with me. Sounds like a queely type move. In 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 an inappropriate way, uh. I might add, also. So after I, of course, shanked that drive, I turned around and.
0: Beat him with your club. Yeah, yeah kind of. A, yeah, half swing, half swing. You just a know, chop behind the knee area. Was, I'll just, I'll just say that. Was there blood? <laughs> no. Well, they didn't hit him hard. Was it no. tears? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no.
1: Yeah. No, I, was take that, I was gonna take silence as a yes. No blood or tears. Ugh. Okay, James, you're not savage.
2: <laughs> no, I, 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 you know. I didn't go full bore.
0: <laughs> Next time.
2: No, I don't want. I don't want criminal charges.
0: Next time, you you had to give him a chance to see if he if he's gonna learn his lesson. Next time he does it, we we've been treating Brendan like a dog a lot lately. <laughs> I don't I don't think he learned his lesson.
2: I, I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure.
0: Back to the action. Phelan did win that individual title with a cumulative one thirty eight. Hersey with a one forty one. Jake, you mentioned the three stroke difference. Frankfurt's William Newbold also had a great tournament 76-74-150 to finish tied for eighth place. The Panthers finished ninth as a team followed directly by Leland in tenth so all three of our local teams in that tournament finished in the top 10. Leading Leland was Justin Bardenhagen who shot an 82-84-166.
1: And I'm not really surprised by top 10 finishers by those three teams at all you know even we've we've talked to coach todd hersey over the course of the season many many times and he keeps us pretty well updated and he's told us over and over again how good you know this division has been at golf especially in northern michigan he's been proud to even see the guys uh, from leland and and from um and from um frankfurt to play as well as they have i mean hersey himself is just a fan of good golf but with the way that Newbold and and everybody's been able to bring these teams up throughout the season, I'm not surprised that they finished top ten at all.
0: This might be our final track and field update of the season after those who performed well at last week's MHSAA State Championships had the opportunity to compete at the Midwest Meet of Champions in East Lansing on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Eric Labonte from Traverse City West in the 100. Cassidy Henshaw from Traverse City Central in the high jump and C.L. Carney, who ran the 3,200 uh, from Traverse City Central, all competed, as well as Boyne City's Jacob Egger, who won the shot put in Division Three last week as well. Henshaw finished third with a jump of 6-4, which was actually... Five inches below his state championship winning height, but they were battling rain there as well. we'll get into that a little bit here in a second. Cial Carney ran a third place time in the 3200, 10 minutes, 40.56 seconds. And Labonte finished fifth in the 100 with a 10.9. Jacob Egger, eighth in the shot put at 53 feet, eight and three quarter inches. I got a call from Traverse City Central coach John Lober, uh, and he said that the rain there. Was kind of uh, ridiculous a little bit. The uh, the winner actually of that high jump, he won the Indiana state title last week with a jump of seven feet four inches, and he won the event at six eight. So that just tells you how big of a factor the rain played in this event. And that winner actually, uh, John said that that athlete fell twice during the event too. So, you know, the, the 6-4 from Henshaw, while the number may not seem quite right, uh, was certainly influenced by the weather. Uh, Labonte, you know, had he run his 1066 from his state championship in the 100, uh, he would have finished second by a hundredth of a second. So times were down downing the sprinting events as well. And Eggers' shot put distance also much less than he had last week, but still great opportunity for those kids to go and compete against some of the best athletes in the Midwest. Our last bit of prep action to get to is soccer regionals. We had two teams in our coverage area remaining, Petoskey and Elk Rapids. The Northmen fell to DeWitt 1-0, and the Elks, vying for a place in the Division IV semifinals, fell just short in a 3-0 loss to North Muskegon. Jake, that score does not tell the story of that game. You were in Cadillac in an attempt to capture Elk Rapids winning a regional championship. What happened there? Well, like you said, the
1: score doesn't really tell how close that game really was. It was scoreless into the sixty-fifth minute. The only couple real opportunities that either defense let the other team get, one of them came in, I believe, the fifteenth minute, North Muskegon, pushed the ball up, got the ball over the head of the back line, but when the ball came down, it was offside, right in front of the goal. And they actually they netted it, but they called the goal off. And I think that really kind of kicked out rapids and they said, Wow, like if we got lucky, we got it step our game up and they really came back strong and the defense in this game was outrageous everybody was cutting lanes everybody was making the right moves and you know north muskegon was a good soccer team and elk rapids played tooth and nail the entire way uh drew ancliffe the elk's goalie was absolutely sensational i had a chance to talk to her after the game and you know she was She came out, and in the first half, she was making saves left and right. You know, North Muskegon started off a little bit hotter, uh, like I said, with a couple opportunities there in the first 15 or 16 minutes. But once everybody locked down, you could see that Elk Rapids really wanted this title. It was their third shot in a row in this game. They've been in the regional final game three years in a row. And I talked to Coach Krakow, uh, Andrew Krakow, and she told me, you know, they really wanted it this year. They really thought that they had what it took, and – to beat a team like North Muskegon, who was undefeated on the season coming in, and they have completely dominated a lot of teams, and what what had happened was in the 65th minute, the North Muskegon Norseman went on and scored, and it kind of just deflated Elk Rapids. They they had a little bit of fight left in them, they gave it their best shot, but then it was in the night, the, there was only about five or six minutes left in the game, and North Muskegon just started piling it on, and Elk Rapids just could not get it out of their half. So I think it was more of just a a game of attrition, and North Muskegon just had a little bit more to
0: give. North Muskegon undefeated on the season, Uh, so you know Elk Rapids no doubt knew how tough of an opponent they were going to face. Uh, But I covered that semifinal win uh, that they took over Houghton Lake in penalty kicks, and you know, after that game, I'm I'm not surprised that they came out confident because after that game, you know, they were very much of the mind that you know they they were going to beat North Muskegon. and you know, unfortunately for them, that didn't it didn't play out that way, uh, so they'll have to we'll see if they can reach a fourth regional final next season. Yeah, they've
1: had some heartbreaks with overtime losses in the regional final, and you know, with them being so high, up coming off that win. You know, I really thought the game was going to go into overtime. That's how tightly contested the game was up until those last about 10 minutes. You know, we were sitting there all talking on the sideline, and all media members were like, I think this might just go into overtime. So I know that they really did play their hearts out. And, you know, uh, Coach Krakow said that this they were so dedicated to getting to this spot and getting past this spot. It just, there might be some kind of bad juju for them getting over this hump. So, like she said, she's just ready to get back because they still have a young squad. And like I said, their goalie, uh, Drew Adcliffe, is just a junior. So they'll have somebody anchor in the back end, and I know that they'll definitely be close to this spot again next year.
0: They will lose 100-goal scorer Nikki Hayes, who's off to play college soccer in the fall. But the Elks have shown in recent history that they're able to reload and keep coming back. So that will be something to keep an eye on, James. You are at the Grand Traverse Resort for this Michigan Open. This is the first year that Traverse City has hosted the Open since what year? Uh, it's been ten years. It's been ten years, and I mean this was a this was an every year thing uh, that people from Traverse City were able to enjoy, or or those not from Traverse City who decided, hey, this is a I love golf. This is a chance to get up uh, to a beautiful area and experience. Both things, did you get the vibe from everybody while you've been there today on day 1 that, you know, Traverse City and and those around it are are happy to have the open back?
2: Yeah, there's actually, you know, a, a decent amount of uh, spectators for uh, for a golf tournament like this. And uh, you know, I've run into several other uh Traverse City people here working here um at the resort as well. Uh, I ran into the, the Traverse City Central linebacker Fitz Dowd <laughs> who's working here. And uh, Sarah Schneider is running the concession stand from Traverse City, St. Francis. Uh, so just pumping into people all over.
0: What's the, what's the storyline <laughs> so far? I know they're still on the course, still golfing. Anybody having a ridiculous day today? Uh,
2: really, nobody is having a ridiculous day. I mean, the best scores are three under. It's been windy here uh, most of the day. You know, you know, the wind's been pretty consistently, 15 to 20 miles an hour. Off and on, so it's been giving players some fits here and there uh, throughout the round. Um, So you haven't seen any incredibly low scores yet. Last I saw, there was four players tied at
0: three under par, including uh, Trevor City's uh, Andrew Chapman. All right. Well, when I said that soccer regionals was the last prep item among the bulletin board posts, I may have lied a little bit. Not lied, just forgot. Misspoken. But a little more news out of Frankfurt today. The school board has approved the contract of Dan Loney to become the next boys basketball coach. He will replace Reggie Manville, who the administration decided not to renew following last season. Uh, Dan Loney has been an assistant uh, for several years under Manville and will kind of step right in. Already knowing the players, knowing the state of the program. You know, when the when the Manville news broke, we discussed on this podcast about how it, it appeared like Loney might be, you know, that, that top choice. He's a young guy. He's put his time in. Benzie Central, Buckley, both have boys' openings. Loney is a Benzie Central grad, even though a number of his other siblings have gone through the Frankfurt school system. And, uh, you know, it appeared like he may have some other options out there, so not really a surprise that he will become the next Panthers boys basketball coach. James, what is your initial impression of this hire?
2: Um, you know, I, mean, I think it's a good hire. Um, you know, I, I think Frankfurt is looking for somebody that they, can, that they can bring in. They'll stay here for a long time, and, and they hope that, uh, that Dan will do that. Um, you know, He's got that college experience. He went to Western Michigan University as a walk-on, uh, earned his way into their rotation, getting some minutes. And eventually a scholarship, you know, and 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 playing a decent role on a Division One team, uh, you know. So the the things that you learn from that, you know, are the the work ethic and also the X's and O's of the college game, um, which can only help at the uh, at the high school level.
0: Well, he will have uh, some results to live up to. Uh, Manville, over his seven years on the job, certainly turned the Frankfurt program around like they hoped he would. Uh, won a lot of basketball games, got the Panthers to a Final Four. So I don't know if Dan will be feeling any kind of pressure, but I think there are expectations uh, with this hiring that he will have to live up to.
1: Yeah, we're definitely- yeah I think
2: there's some expectations, but those are kind of, in the first season, maybe uh, – I think he's got a chance to to make a, a a really good first impression because I don't know that there's going to be tremendous expectations as far as putting debuts on the board next year, considering that Frankfurt's losing its entire starting five.
0: Yeah, that'll uh, certainly give him the opportunity to shape the program a little bit. You know, you're not going to have you're not going to have those guys who are used to doing things a certain way uh, having to adjust. It's going to be a, a new group, and you know they'll be able to to learn together. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out next season. Jake and I had the wonderful opportunity to welcome Frankfurt's Olivia Tomaszewski and Kaziah Stockdale into the Record Eagle Studios on Monday to talk a little bit about the softball regional, what to expect from the Panthers moving forward, and a couple of fun items that Jake puts together ahead of time in the wheelhouse. We will listen to that interview now. Well I'd like to welcome in Frankfurt Seniors, Olivia Tomaszewski and Kaziah Stockdale to the Record Eagle podcast studios. Thank you guys for making the, the drive up. No
3: problem Thank you for having
0: us. Big win, obviously, on Saturday for you guys. Or for those who didn't know, uh, Holton was kind of a, a big deal for you. It wasn't just a regular a regular regional championship softball game. Explain to our audible viewers why this game had so much more meaning even, you know, than a typical championship game.
3: Um, Well, for me, we started playing them my sophomore year of high school, obviously. And uh, it was actually, this team has had um, a really, really big impact on me because the first time we ever played them was the day after my dad died. And that was like obviously a really emotional game. And then I hit a home run that game. So that was, like, the huge deal. Like, pretty sure you guys wrote an article about it. Yeah, I did I did it, a story framed, about that. Yeah, I had it framed on my wall. <laughs> and, yeah, so we lost both the doubleheader, but it was, like, cool. And then the next year, junior year, we played them, and we lost in the regional game. It was the first round, though. And that just sucked. That's the only, like, way I can describe it. It's just we know that we could have gone so much farther than we did, and we didn't just because, like, of a few mistakes in a game. And like, we all played so hard, and we all wanted it so bad, we just fell short, and <laughs> it just seems like the final play of the game, it was me, like, it was my mistake, and I know that, like, my mistake didn't cost us the game, but it was, like, on my chest for this whole, whole upcoming year, every preparing, preparing, preparing to beat them senior year, that one play was in my mind, was <laughs> <this> <laughs> change changeup going in between my That's, legs.
4: I know, I think that was a big part of it, too, is it just kind of, like, the, from the start of the season, you and I have just been like in the gym working as hard as we could to make sure that we're at our best game, and so that when we play Holton, that it'll we'll come out on top, which we did. Yeah. Every single up she
3: threw to me in the gym, I was like shoving my chest down. The wall. <laughs> I'm like, this is not getting by
4: me. I know, yeah, and then I think it all paid off, yeah. and we definitely made a lot less errors like in the game, yes. like this year than we have in the past two years. And I think our whole team just took that loss that we've had against Holton in the past few years and just decided that, you know, we're not going to let them win this year. We're going to give it our all and come out on, on top.
0: Obviously, winning that game alleviates that pressure, but I mean, you knew the what she was feeling after that game and, and all summer? I mean, were you trying to get her to move past it or, or what were you trying to do to help her? Uh, and did it, <laughs> did it work at all?
4: Um, basically what I just did is, or because I helped me a lot actually. Mm-hmm. I mean, with every batter, she was like, it's just you and me. We could just throw in the gym, just easy going. Mm-hmm. And I think we need, we need each other to like, keep ourselves in that mental Definitely. space and not get in our own head and just kind of realize that it's between us and what we do as a team that really matters.
3: <laughs> Honestly, with every single team we play, I feel like the other team just has so many fans. I don't know if it's yes. just me, but they always have so many fans. And I can hear every single thing that every single parent says. <laughs> They're and out on I, the I don't road. know if I'm the only one, but I'm the only... Every single thing that comes out of their mouth, I can hear it. And I don't know if well, you can. it's because you're close. Yeah, yeah, I mean, close
1: you're to like a year. Right so at the back Sometimes
4: yeah. she has to be like, because I... Don't listen. Well, to I him. mean, even the player, even the Holton players, they yeah. were, every ball I pitched, they were like they just kept saying ball. And yeah. so and then you're like just tune them out. I'm like just keep throwing just me
3: and you and I'm like nice and easy. Every single pitch I'm like mm-hmm. don't think about anything else. Like it's the batter's not even there. Don't care about the batter. Mm-hmm. Just care about the pitch.
4: Yeah. I think we really helped keep ourselves mm-hmm. stable throughout that whole process. Yeah.
1: How much do you think beating Frankfurt meant to them because obviously Ooh. they were they were very they were. adamant so what do you think the atmosphere was like on their side compared to what you guys were feeling
4: I saw that like after the third inning when we started to shut them down they just they lost all kind of sense of fire and kind of like attitude they had going into the game they, come, they came off the bus and they were just it was like the, they own the place they were an intimidating team they were for real they're and a I, good I team I'm like dang like,
3: they look intimidating mhm and i'm like but we can't be intimidated because we look intimidating yeah you can <laughs> oh, we're, we're all up.
4: black and we're like Hugh. so yeah we got to hype ourselves up too but yeah. definitely they're pretty intimidating mm-hmm.
0: so did did you guys have to regroup a little bit after they score four in the that, first yeah. two innings
4: yeah i
3: remember at one point i th- i think it was before because we were home team so i think mm-hmm. it was the bottom of the second inning we always come together before we go hit and i'm like uh, everyone's always fired up, right? Before, and I, like, had to calm everyone like, we down, and I'm like, guys, the only way that we're going to win this game is if we light up this pitcher. And I'm yeah. like, right now is the inning that we have to light her up and get ahead, and I'm, I think it was the bottom of the second inning that we mm-hmm. scored. We scored at least two.
4: Yeah. I don't know. Did we, did we score all four? Well, I think, we actually, in? we scored one, and then Oh yeah. Haley hit a home run and got knocked two in, right?
0: Uh, Well, that was after it was... That was later. That That was was later. I just
4: remember at one point I had to, like, calm us all down and be like,
3: guys, we got to hit this pitcher. Because she was Mm -hmm. hittable, we just had to do it. Yeah,
4: I think we just needed to kind of realize that they're a very beatable team Mm -hmm. and that we can just hit them as easily as they could possibly hit us.
0: Olivia, I asked you after the game, I mean, now that the box is checked next to the beat Holton goal, even though there's a couple steps in between, you, you said state championship is kind of the next...
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean, we have to take each game, you know, we can't like take anything for granted and just we have to make sure that we're ready for every game. And, but that would be the ultimate goal. Yeah. I
3: think now that winning regionals, everyone really knows what we're capable of. Because that winning regionals was the one thing for the past four years that we just couldn't get past, or three years, mm-hmm. that we just couldn't get past. And now that we won it, I think people are like, whoa, they can go farther than we thought. Mm-hmm. So we even know that we can go farther than we thought.
1: So do you think that makes a difference that you actually got over the hump and you're in uncharted waters now for you guys? Mm -hmm. Do you think that that open water just makes you guys more dangerous?
3: I like the sound of that. (laughs) Uh, me too. I was like,
1: because
3: I was thinking about tomorrow, and I'm like, dang, I've never actually played in a quarterfinal game. I've, like, Mm -hmm. when I was in seventh grade, our team made it, and I was manager, but we got, that was a memory there. Um, (laughs) We got destroyed by Roger City, but... Never actually played in a quarterfinal game, and tease like today. You we get uh, we have batting cage time at three thirty, and like I'm playing a game where we get reserved
4: batting cage cage time. <laughs> <Yeah. I know>. <laughs> like <laughs> that's that's never happened. That's huge. <laughs> exactly, that's gonna be awesome. Just it's gonna be so I'm fun. S- I'm so excited.
0: And they they changed the location. It was originally slated for Rockford, and now it's yeah. in Cadillac. Is that I mean. It Doesn't matter where we
3: play. Doesn't matter. Mm-mm. No, it's closer, which is nice. Yeah, I just like it. Later, bus sleep time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> more fans show up.
4: Yeah, yeah. More. That's a big deal. Less distance for them to travel, which mm-hmm. is, you know, all the support we can get is good.
0: Because yeah. I, when, when did that idea of potentially playing for a state championship first come into your mind? I mean, when's the first time you remember thinking about that or thinking we could do that someday?
3: Like, the whole entire season regionals was just on my mind, and then Saturday night, I'm like, whoa we actually did it like we actually did it this time so we can actually win a state championship
0: so it's a recent thought no
3: it was it was very recent because the only thing I was thinking about for the whole year was Holton so was I yeah like that was like I wasn't even thinking about the only thing I was thinking MSU of playing in any quarterfinal playing in any semi-final game at all
0: so is it difficult to refocus then because Holton has been the focus for so long that now you have to focus on something else
3: not really, honestly. I. Th- it sounds like it might be, but I just think that the fire from knowing what we're capable of is overpowering that thought. You know, the mm-hmm.
0: train just keeps on rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That now was.
3: that I'm like, okay, now that we've done that, now Holton's done. Like we beat them; they're in the past. Now we got to beat Colvin.
0: So before we get outside of this Holton game, I did want to uh, talk about Haley's home run in the, uh, the fourth so good. inning, so good. tied at so four. Good and i, I think the first her. first pitch that she saw and hammered it over the center field fence to to give you guys a 6-4 <sighs> lead yeah you're you're like yeah, smiling just, about yeah, it wanna, right I wanna now i want to make a that
1: note real quick so i was awesome. the only one not there and both, both of these ladies just closed their eyes and looked like at they ate a nice piece of dark chocolate when they thought about that. <laughs> I
4: just remember it happening, and I'm like, "Get out, get out!" And I like for as soon out. as it left her back, I just like I was watched it take off, and I was like, "It's already out." I'm like, "There's I no doubt." I lost
3: my voice. That game. I know. I was going crazy, and I tackled Haley. I'm
0: like, yeah! <laughs> yeah you, you were kind of leading the uh, the welcoming committee at home plate.
4: Well, <laughs> did, yeah. did you
0: want her to run the bases faster? Like you wanted her to get to home plate so quickly?
4: I kind of wanted to pull her in. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, come on. I'm,
1: I'm
4: like, don't touch her. Don't I touch know. her. I know. It's so hard to just, I'm like, ah. You
3: just like just help freak out. It was so much. That oh, was that was so good.
1: So, so what does it mean out of for you, for you guys being seniors and having somebody, a sophomore, step up and, you know, maybe even be one of those missing pieces that had to get you over the regional hump. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's even just one at-bat because I know you guys lost last year only by a run, mm-hmm. and, you know, if it only takes one at-bat, what does it mean having younger talent on your team and having teammates who have your back in those types of situations?
3: Haley's definitely – she completes the team, I think. If we didn't have her, we would not be – if we didn't have anyone, but if – as a catcher, she's my shortstop. She's the one that catches the ball to tag the people out. So she's crucial to me because <laughs> the catcher, as catcher is not good without a good shortstop. So I wouldn't throw any people out if she wasn't there. And yeah. so and we, she's one of our leading home run hitters. And so honestly, sometimes during the season, she just hits home run. And I'm like, eh, I've seen it before. But I this know. time, I'm like, Because she does yeah. it so often. <laughs> yeah, she does it so often. <laughs> but this time, she did it in the perfect time. Mm-hmm.
4: Kaylee is just that one player I can always count on. Yeah. Like definitely. whenever she, like I'm I hit third and she's hit hit second and so whenever she's up before me I have no I have no pressure at all cuz I know that she's going to perform no matter what the situation is cuz she's just that good of a hitter. And I think her being a younger player, she's got like a wonderful career ahead of her. She has a lot more left to do and younger talent is just going to help Frankfurt long after mm-hmm. we're gone. So it's it's nice to see that they're still having a promising career in their future.
0: You spoke with your head coach, uh, Mike Thompson, after the game on Saturday, and he even seemed a little bit emotional about oh, the yeah. win. <laughs> so, what, what's yeah. What's he like in practice <laughs> and off the field, and what, you know what's it like to play for him? He's a really, really, really good coach.
4: Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, for you and me, he's always been there in the gym helping yeah. us, and he just is very dedicated, and he's very – he's a great coach to play for.
3: Yeah, if I want to go and on a Sunday night, if I want to go in the during the wintertime and just hit in the cage, he'll drive from his house to unlock the school for me to go hit in the cage. Or if I want to go lift in the gym, he'll drive from his house to give me the keys to the weight room. And I just this one member sticks in my head. Before a pre-district game, he heard that Bear Lake's mound was too far away, so he drove to Bear Lake the night before, or no, two days before the d- pre-district game mm-hmm. to see uh, to measure. He measured the ma- the distance. Yeah, I remember that. And, like, so and then he, like, it. called up the coach. He's like, fix your mound. And then he drove back the day before and checked. He measured it again to see if it was right. And it was right. And he's like, okay, now we're good. Wow. <laughs> <So> I'd rather <laughs> yeah. have a coach very, very that does that than doesn't care about anything. That's attention
1: to yeah. detail right there. That is,
3: yeah. Well, it's important because if it, it was, like, four feet behind. And that's oh, wow. insane. Oh, wow. You know?
1: That's... That's Our a game difference. changer. That, that's the difference was, between high was, school and major it leagues.
3: Might you know? mm-hmm. It might have been three. I it might have been three. It was It was, was some distance. I was like, whoa, that's really far. Mm-hmm. Good
4: thing you measured, yeah. right? For Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I know I said we were going to leave this game behind, but I found out something that was kind of amusing that I didn't really have a place to put in my story from the game. But your teammate, Natalie Bigley, she... Had her sister's wedding. <laughs>
4: oh my gosh! Yeah, like the, that was so the, funny. Right the after.
0: hour. The, yeah,
3: no, she she um, beat the bridal party by 15 minutes. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah.
0: And she had her dress hanging in the locker room. Yeah, she
3: so. In the locker room with her shoes. And her dad's like, hey, Nat, I'm putting this in the locker room.
4: <laughs> Scott was out. He and didn't like, even, he didn't stay. He was like, how'd you do? Yeah. How'd it like, go? He saw
3: the final score. And he's like, yes. And then he like raced over it. And then Nat's like, oh, he I get pictures first. Score? I get pictures first. Give me the trophy. Give me the trophy. <laughs> I know, yeah. She's like, I gotta go. And she like, took a picture and then she just bolted. Mm-hmm. So
0: what would have happened if it had went to extra innings?
4: Oh God, um, she wouldn't the bridal party by, or beat him by fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: might have been a little away to the sister's wedding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a little <laughs> bit. There's trade-offs, it's,
4: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: softball's
1: important. <laughs> yeah, Well Especially regional, that game. I was going to say, especially a regional final game with with all that, with all the stuff they've built up over the last couple of years. I'm sure it was very important.
0: Now, mm-hmm. I I know there was no thought in her mind of, you know, leaving early or anything like no. that. But I don't think. Everyone would do the same thing, so what's it just say about her that you know she was willing to put such an important thing on hold if need be?
3: She's very dedicated, mm-hmm. She's and great. we don't have to worry about her dedication at all. No. She's one of the people on the team that you're like, Oh, uh, open gym, okay, I'm there. Oh, pitching because I want to come catch me, and I'm like, Yeah, I want to come catch you, even though I just caught Liv <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday night. and I really just want to go home, but yeah, I'll come catch you. Yeah, sure, <laughs> of course. Yeah.
1: Now, I wanted to ask you guys. You know, bringing this back around, obviously, because I, you're the catcher, Olivia. You're one of your guys' uh, star pitchers. I just want to know. You said you're in the gym a lot. You guys do bullpens. What kind of relationship do you guys have that I guess <laughs> makes this work? I know you you brought it up earlier that you kind of need each other to keep you in your own head. So, yeah. I mean, what 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 do you guys bring to each other that you think makes you guys a perfect pair to you know toss from um, the circle?
4: Well, speaking, you know, just for myself, I get in my own head a lot and. I, uh, you help just level me out sometimes because what I do as a player, like, I just store everything up inside mm-hmm. and just kind of process it that way. But you're very outgoing, and you help <laughs> yeah. me so much. And I think practices in the gym help us. It's like bonding. It's mm-hmm. team bonding for us. Definitely. We have Every the music going. going yeah. We're all loose. And I think yeah. that just helps bring us even closer together in the season.
3: I'm just... I'm really glad I'm forced to be friends with her. Like, I, I just, yeah, like, I, Even if we hate each other, we have to spend so much time together, so we might as well
4: like each other, right? I mean, I never hated you. I can't say that about you, but.
3: No, it's really good. Because I remember the first time I met Liv, it was at a volleyball practice freshman year. <laughs> About it. Sorry, like, I know. I know. <laughs> you know. It's just really funny how it turned out, though. I was like, "Oh, what's your name?" She's like, "Oh, I'm Olivia. I'm from Grand Rapids, or Ohio, or wherever you've been from." And thanks for <laughs> us, <laughs> you know, knowing all about me. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, do you play any sports besides volleyball?" She's like, "Yeah, I play softball." I'm like, "Oh my gosh, I play softball too! Like that's so cool. What position do you play?" Um, I'm a shortstop and a pitcher and at that time I was a shortstop I didn't say it a, like that <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I, I was like um, I was like, oh I pitch and then you're and like,
3: like I'm a pitcher and a shortstop and I'm like oh my gosh I'm a pitcher and a shortstop and let's just say that the first practice I'm like yeah I'm not a pitcher anymore <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> first practice freshman year yeah so definitely I, I remember that day so clearly
4: <laughs> me too actually <laughs>
3: the, it was like before freshman year I was um, like I don't
4: think that Kazai girl likes me very much <laughs> she's like
3: big talking so it's actually <laughs> funny because all of freshman year I really did not like you. And you know this. I mean, we talk about this all the time. But I know. Like, <laughs> we did not like each other. And then I started catching sophomore year, and I'm like, oh, I got to I gotta catch Liv. Like, okay, I guess I might as well be, be friends with her. <laughs> well, no. It's, that, I mean, that's kind
4: of how it happened, but it's really good.
1: Yeah, well, like, it takes a lot of time with just two people in the gym yeah. to be yeah. able to perfect the craft. So, I mean, how much time have you guys spent together? I
4: don't even know. We've spent so much time together. Yeah, a lot. It's like... What like two hours enough to become very every good best friends? <laughs>
1: yeah,
3: yeah,
4: very very good friend. Good
1: we, friend. we went we went from good not friend. liking each other at all to best friends. So I, I guess I could tell what a pitcher catcher relationship yeah. might yeah. be able to do. It's yeah,
4: very, it's um, brings us together definitely. This mm, softball just brought us very close together. That's all I guess yeah.
3: Um I definitely you definitely level me out too because. I, remember, I Nat does this too, but you do this a lot. Every time I, like, make a good stop, it's usually luck, because I... <laughs> throw, it's usually, it's I just throw my glove on. I'm like, I stopped it, okay. And they're like, yeah, yeah, could. I'm like, yeah, I just
4: did that. Yeah, I mean, you can't. it can't be a one-way thing. Yeah, like I'm like, I'm like yeah, I'm fired up. She's fired up. Now we're all fired up. Frankfurt as a team, like, we're a team, but mm-hmm. a pitcher and catcher is, like, kind of like their own team. Yeah, we're our own separate team. Honestly, teams. because really? we need to know what's going through each other's heads and be... Kind of like, you know, that's that's a good closely, way to put it. Yeah. I have to know what you're thinking. Yeah.
0: All right. We so have to be
4: more closely knit than anyone else that we deal with on the team. Yeah.
0: So, when's the time one of you went, like, well, that's creepy, get out of my head?
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times. A a lot. Definitely a lot of Definitely
4: times
0: in
4: the dugout. Like, or bro, okay. I was like, <laughs> like in the, on the way to the car, like, there was, I don't know what it was. It was, like, a song or something, and then we both started singing, like, a softball cheer at the same time. Oh, yeah, we were driving
3: here, and um, there was a commercial (laughs) on it, and it was, like, um are like you can win a free ticket. We're like and we started we were like, like free, free ticket. We didn't
4: even acknowledge like, it. We're we just like we have to know
3: exactly what each other is thinking, but like there's definitely times in the dugout where <laughs> she's just like, get away from me. I'm like, <laughs> go, get on, go. She's like, Stop touching me.
1: So you're already in that. my head, you don't have to touch my body. Okay? I know,
3: it's <laughs> like there's lines that need to be drawn here. <laughs> it's really funny
4: actually. That's true.
3: And even even when um she hits three and I hit four. So even when she's at bat, I'm I'm still tr- I'm trying to level you out because I know you get you get anxious. I mean really I, I mean I get, to I, talk get to me when I get anxious sometimes. At bat. You do and I'm like but. base hit every time I'm just saying base because 'cause I'm like, we don't want to hit home runs. We wanna get base hits and Bro, when
4: we, I just try to make contact, that's it.
3: I know base hits. Yeah. Base hits, so that's all I just every time she's at bat and she's she hit a foul ball, I'm like that way, first of all, I point to I the I was field. like, thanks, because I, I, I didn't think
4: about that. <laughs> Every time she gets a bubble, I, like, I look at her and I'm like, yeah, that way. And I point to the center. I'm like, there are times oh, where I'm oh, like, really I know what you're going to say. Don't even say it. I got it. I yeah, got it. She's
1: already in your head. I
4: know she is. I'm like, we're fine. I can hear your little squeaky voice. Tell me, you hit it in the field. And I'm like, okay,
3: <laughs> I say, fine. I high voice. She's like, shut up.
1: Shut up. Now, I don't know if you guys did listen to our last podcast where we did our inaugural fantasy softball draft.
3: I listened to that one. But I'm sure
1: you found out that I took you as my number one overall pick. Thank you. (laughs) But but no, this is the question I have for you is I know she just threw a perfect game not too long ago. She's had a couple no hitters over the season. and It's not the first of her career in any aspects. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But when she is when she throws a perfect game, how does it feel for the catcher? To know you and her as the team, the one two punch got that done together.
3: The last perfect game she threw, I didn't know she threw a perfect game until she walked up to me when we were all done. After coach told me, after coach, I'm like, wait, you threw a perfect game? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I was like, yeah, right. And she's like, yeah, come get a picture with me with my ball. And I'm like, why would we we just? Why would I take a picture with you and my ball? And like, it's my perfect game. I'm like, you didn't just throw a perfect game. I'm like, (laughs) we did it together, man. Like, we got to get. I'm like, oh wait, I just caught a perfect game. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wow. So, I mean, I don't really, it's, it feels good to catch one, but it's definitely more her. <laughs> yeah, it's just just throwing it. it feels good, but it's not, it's, yeah. I don't
1: want to ask her how it feels, because she, she's throwing no yeah. headers and stuff all yeah, the yeah. time. I, she'll just be, like, normal. I don't want that. <laughs> no, it's, it's
3: really <laughs> cool. And it's, it's, yeah, I just, I didn't even know she did it. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a big deal. Like, it's a huge deal. And it, Were you guys
1: just two in the zone to even yeah. know yeah, what no, was going that's, on? Yeah, that's what we do. Honestly,
3: I mean it was a 2-0 game, so I'm not I'm not gonna like take anything for granted because we only beat them two nothing. That's really not a lot.
4: <laughs> yeah, honestly. After like a certain part in the game though, mm-hmm. I we just get in this zone where it's like mm-hmm. we don't really talk very much, but we know kind of like what needs to happen mm-hmm. and you've just set it up and I focus on the spot and then mm-hmm. we just kind of go from there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the crazy thing about that, too, is I would say that a majority of no hitters or perfect games in high school softball or baseball are shortened games.
3: Yeah, but this, yeah. One, but this one was, one. Like, this was, was one, a, was six was six a
0: full, game. full game. A full game. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. A ball didn't get out of the infield, and I didn't realize that until after the game. I'm like, our outfielders didn't make one single play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everyone in the infield made two or three plays, like, and then the outfield didn't make any. That's insane.
0: Well, hopefully, you guys have. A lot of good things yet to come this season, but eventually you won't be on the same team. You won't be pitching and catching each other. Don't you're going to Cedarville University in Ohio. Mm-hmm. You'll be playing softball. In Olivia, you'll be going to Cornerstone University. Yeah. How excited are you about collegiate careers? Are you trying not to think about that at all right now? Oh,
4: man. Um, I think... Just being where we are, and, you know, quarterfinals are, like, tomorrow. So I just got, like, this schedule today, and I was like, okay, that's a lot to do, and I'm super excited about it, but I kind of have to, like, put that aside for now and just focus on my high school season and then redirect my thinking to college playing, because it's two totally different mentalities to take on at that point, but I'm I'm super excited to play college ball, especially for Coach Farrell, because he's an amazing coach. Today she's like, Kaziah. I was like, I have so much I to do. I got my
3: schedule today, and I'm like, oh, for, like, college class? She's like, no, softball. I'm like, She's I have like, so much to do. I am not ready. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and I'm like oh I my have gosh. to work out. I forgot that, like, I have to, like, be in shape by, by like, the summertime. Whoa. And, <laughs> yeah. Like, we were, and on the uh, way up here, we were talking about, like, as college athletes, how much we have to lose and like, risking. Oh, yeah.
4: Like, Just being, mm-hmm. making smart choices. Yeah, making smart
3: choices. I'm like dang, we, we got a lot going for us right this moment. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to like have this opportunity to even play past high school.
0: All right, Jake has his patented wheelhouse segment uh, edition number four, I believe, I believe since we introduced four. this. So he's going to throw some... Rapid fire questions. Oh, God. At so right. and Olivia. And Nothing to not e- I don't even know what the yeah, questions so are. Oh, this is secretive stuff.
1: This but is secretive stuff. But trust me, we're going to have some fun. So, first thing that pops in your head, mm-hmm. ma- make sure you're honest. But if you need some time, take it. You don't have to just spit it out. Okay. All righty. So, but for both of you, all these questions, if you could sit down, pick, pick their brain, or practice with any athlete in the world, who would it be?
4: Um, Jesse Finn. Warren or Lou Gehrig? Okay.
1: I'd say Jenny Fincher. Um, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Those are, I, I like those answers. Very good <laughs> answers. That's cool. All right, yeah. so... Now, I, I guess we kind of touched on this a little earlier because you guys did bring it up, but I want you guys each to describe your team in one or two words.
4: Ooh. Resilient and um, tenacious. I don't even
3: know what that means. <laughs> 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 um, Dedicated and...
4: Ready. Nice. Right. Yeah. I, I know what that means. I like <laughs> it. I
1: like it. Alrighty, So if both of you could travel anywhere in the world, how about this? Together.
4: Oh. Where
1: would you, where would you guys go?
4: Um, Where would we or go?
1: Or it'd be a little
0: too hard to decide. Wait. <laughs> or, we... or Olivia can decide where she's going to take Keziah and Keziah can decide where she's going to oh, take Oh, we're Olivia. going to Morocco. Morocco. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. We're going to Morocco if I had to take
0: you anywhere. Okay. Why Morocco?
3: Because I want to go to Africa. Okay. Well, I don't and know. And if I want were, you're coming with <laughs>
1: She's me. She's like, I so don't know about that one. I don't
3: know. <laughs> me, so, She's yeah. like, I think
1: the Bahamas, you know. You know. What
3: we are talking about today Cabo. how we're, we're going to go to Cabo. we're going to go to Cabo. Take, take a trip by ourselves to Cabo. <laughs> yeah, a we'll little beach hut. Let's go. Would you go to Cabo with me? Huh? Of course. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, okay. Now
1: we got their gotta call Expedia. we got to get their plans set in stone. Yeah. <laughs> All so... What are you most excited to do over this summer? Is it college? Is it is it just kind of getting the time off in between when you have to start again? Is it an activity or?
4: <laughs> oh man. Uh. Mine's a little weird. I think it's just kind of working out and getting ready for it. (laughs) Yeah, I was like every day after school, after school, after practice, we're like, oh, we gotta get jacked. I know we gotta get ready. (laughs) I'm like, gotta drink that muscle milk. I I protein shake.
3: The protein shake. No, I think that's what I'm excited for because we have to be ready to play.
4: Mm -hmm. Mhm. I think just working out and getting in that kind of state of mind and getting your body physically prepared is like it takes some of that pressure off. Because then part of my deal is I'm kind of worried about being in shape. And if uh-huh. I work out, then I'm not going to have that to worry about. So.
1: Yeah, I'm excited right. to work out. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 so you guys, I'll take off my last question. and I'll add a new one because you guys brought that up. If you guys are both so interested. So what is your least favorite workout in the gym or in the burpees. weight room? And your favorite your, uh, mo- your That favorite was a fast workout. answer. Burpees.
3: Yeah. I cannot do them. I hate them. I hate burpees as well. full heart. Burp. Oh, Can't. wait, there's another one. What's the other one that I really hate?
4: Can't even say it. No, I just hate burpees. There's, like, a pitching drill that I hate. It's like the w- you pitch, like, into the wall for, like, one minute. that des- Or two minutes. It destroys me. Ew.
3: That's I don't like that.
4: I know. No, and my you favorite, favorite workout.
3: Through- oh, um, in the gym, softball-wise, I just love throwing down. I love having her just chuck balls at me from, I don't know, like, 30 feet or something. And mm-hmm. then just, like, throwing them to coach. And then. I like that, too. Uh, it's pretty he, like, easy. he has a stopwatch in one hand <laughs> and his mitt <laughs> in the other. And he's, like. He like catches it and like hits the button and yeah. -hmm. I just like getting pop
4: times in the gym. It Mm -hmm. really helps.
1: Do you have a favorite?
4: Oh God, what's What's my favorite?
1: Or or is it it all kind of just you got to get through it?
4: I got to get through it mainly. What you have a favorite? What's my favorite? You tell me. Since we're so your favorite workout?
3: Yeah,
4: I don't know, man. I
3: don't know what your favorite workout is. I don't
4: know. I like. It's weird. I like running. Actually, I like building up my cardio.
0: Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, right, yep. isn't Fair, it? No. It's
4: weird. No, I just don't feel, like I hate doing it. Like, I hate doing it with a passion, but afterwards I feel, like, stronger because of it's it, true. so that's why.
1: That's yeah, if, if you know any of the guys in the Record Eagle studio, I mean, short of Brendan who says he used to run 20 miles a day or something, I, I don't no, believe him. I can
4: do, like, one max. Yeah, but we're, you know,
1: we're, we're, not, we're not running folk, personally, so. I'm not either.
4: <laughs> I,
0: I, hate, I hate running enough that I chose the Stairmaster over the treadmill today.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do that. Yeah. I mean, I just, uh, Running sucks, don't get me wrong. <laughs> me but. and Nat
3: would work out in the mornings before school for like April and May and my warm, we, we would warm do a ten minute run and three minutes and I'm like, Okay, I'm done, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Too
1: like, for she's this. like, How's
4: your run? and I'm like, Oh it was great. It was three minutes. <laughs> it was three minutes. Got a good sweat building up for good.
1: Yeah. Trust me, I got a mile in, don't worry.
4: Yeah.
0: Fastest mile of all time.
4: Three minute mile, I can do it. Totally.
0: All right, Olivia, Kaziah, thank you guys so much for joining the Get Around Podcast. It was a lot of fun. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well.
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah and uh,
0: good luck in Tuesday's quarterfinal and hopefully beyond.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Yes, Thanks for having us. Of course. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Again, thank you so much to Frankfurt's Olivia Tomaszewski and Kaziah Stockdale for joining the Get Around Podcast. We really appreciated having them in-house and them taking time out of their busy schedules to drive all the way to Traverse City from Frankfurt following softball practice today. With that, we will get into the Get Around Hall of Fame, and we have three candidates here. It actually gets a little challenging to make some of these nominations. One, as we near the end of the season, because so many of the top performers have already had their nods uh, and gotten into the Hall of Fame, because you can only get in once, except for that one time that somebody got in twice. But we still managed to find three very deserving candidates. Jake, I will throw it to you first. Who are you nominating for today's get around hall of fame
1: well as we got into earlier with the gaylord st mary snowbirds there's been a couple guys on there that have done a lot for that team and you know we've already inducted one of them into the hall of fame previously but i want to put in drew koenig he's 11 and one on the season and he's been what their ace you know he might even be better than drew long um on this year and he he had a w in the you trying to start some infighting with the Snowbirds? Nah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't want to do that, but it, it, it's, it's a good competition out there. And, you know, DeLong is happy to have both of them. But uh, he, he won the second game. He won the regional final game for the Snowbirds. Uh, like Brett said earlier, four innings. He had three Ks. Um, but he also had three hits on the day, a couple RBIs, which were the game-winning RBIs in the regional semifinal. So uh, he definitely did a lot to put the Snowbirds where they are uh, going into the quarterfinals. James, who you got? Uh, yeah, I'm going to throw out uh, Frankfurt golfer Will
2: Newbold um, in the next seat. played his way into the top ten in the second round of the golf state finals and after and originally, after the first round being a little just a little outside of it to to finish as you know one of only a handful of guys that we had that finished in the
0: top ten along with Hurstie. Well, I'm going to go with a player that I think is going to win this award this week. I tend to do that a lot with this segment. Not trying to toot my own horn, but I am. Frankfurt's Haley Myers. She not only hit that game-winning home run over Holton, but the sophomore was six for seven on the day. She went four for four in that first game against Marion. She also hit a home run in that first game and had a double. So six hits, three of them for extra bases, the game-winning home run, and Frankfurt and Frankfurt is moving on. To the quarterfinals on Tuesday in Cadillac. I don't know what more I have to say.
1: There's definitely
0: good candidates here. I think I think Brett likes to do a little persuasion before the mics
1: turn on. That's why he always likes to think he wins all the time. But I think Haley Myers is definitely deserving um, of the award this week, especially being a sophomore come up in such a big spot for her team. You know, I-, I like her for this week's Hall of Fame. Yeah,
0: you bragged up that performance pretty pretty well earlier. So <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like you can't really. Go back on on the vote here, Jake. But so we'll get right to that. Uh, Jake, who are you voting for? I'm taking Haley Myers. All right, I'm taking Haley Myers. James, are you going to make it unanimous?
1: Uh, Yes, yep.
0: All right, there you have it. Unanimous. Congratulations, Haley Myers, on joining the exclusive club of the Get Around Hall of Fame. We will wrap up episode 39 of the Get Around podcast. The way we always do with the trifecta and not to heap any sour feelings on those teams who had their seasons come to an end. But because we were a little bit surprised by a couple of the exits among our baseball and softball teams, I wanted to... Find out from all of us, you know, when's a time as far as a team, a professional or college team that we cheer for, when's a time that we were shocked by one of those losses, perhaps to the point of tears, perhaps to the point of thinking things we shouldn't be thinking. I kind of wish Brendan was here for this segment. I feel like he'd knock it out of the park. But uh, (laughs) we will... (laughs) This will seem right up Brendan's alley. (laughs) We will head back out to the Grand Traverse Resort with James Cook who again we thank so much for joining us on the phone. James, what is the most heart-wrenching fan defeat? Not not just because of the loss. It, it has to be a surprising loss. What a, lo- a loss that surprised you to your core? I would I would
2: have to go back to 2005 when the Pistons were in the NBA finals and I was absolutely convinced that they were going to beat the San Antonio Spurs who were just at the beginning of their era of dominance. So they weren't the the, the San Antonio Spurs that we know of now. Um, and, you know, they were, they were coming off their championship. And I was just absolutely convinced that this was going to be back-to-back titles for the, for the Pistons. And the, you know, they had that starting, starting lineup where they're all five of the guys got in the all-star game that year, I think. And, uh, it was just something that I was, I thought was a slam dunk, and when it didn't happen, I was like just shocked. I it was something I just really couldn't believe. I mean, you know, the the Spurs, like I said, were we're not the team that we think of them as now, and even though they you know had Tim Duncan, they had a bunch of those great players, and uh, I just never thought that was going to happen.
0: And unfortunately for Pistons fans, it's been kind of downhill ever since. Just about,
2: just about. Yeah, and continued with the hiring of Dwayne Casey today.
0: <laughs> n- not a fan of that, huh? We, we, we don't have to. We don't really have time to get into <laughs> yeah, that. That's gonna be so. a long conversation, James.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm, you know, hey, I, I wish him the best, but you know, I'm not holding
0: my breath. All right, Jake. James went with the Pistons. I know your Pistons guy. Was. Was that a tough one for you?
1: I mean, I was still young, and to be honest with you, after we won that that championship in 2004 over the Lakers, we were all on pretty high hopes. But, you know, when I was a kid, I I still saw the Spurs as a very big threat um, coming out in the early 2000s, and that's right when their little Spurs dynasty started. So I guess it wasn't the biggest surprise for me in the world. I was down in Florida when that happened on a family vacation. I remember sitting at the bar and watching them lose, and it was sad. But I don't think it was the biggest surprising thing because when we won the championship in 2004, I was surprised that it happened in the first place. So I was ecstatic. So You and me both.
0: I had a short list of – I'm a Lakers supporter, Lakers yeah. fan, and that was very surprising to me, but that's not the one I'm going to put up, but – I mean even though everybody knew that team didn't that Lakers team didn't like each other with Gary Payton and Malone and oh every yeah and Kobe it was and just Jack too many big
1: personalities working at it each other It still
0: seemed so unlikely that the Pistons would win that championship and then they I mean they made the made Pist- LA look awful Yeah they
1: beat them 4 to 1 and they destroyed them and it was I,
0: I I don't think there was a basketball player I hated more in the world than Rip Hamilton that, see, at, at that the, point in time It yeah that it was I was like just fight through the screen for the love of God he could pick and pop like
1: nobody else when he when he would come around or he would he would make that little circle over on the side of the basket it was game over if, if we're looking for my most surprising defeat uh, it's actually really easy for me to pick this out I've had a couple pretty big disappointments in my career but nothing that was as surprising as March 18th 2016 when my Michigan State Spartans were run out of the NCAA tournament in the first round as a
0: two-seed. I I remember that day for a couple of reasons. One, because of that. Two, that was the day my daughter was born, and we were watching it in the hospital room. So I I always cheer for the Big Ten come the NCAA tournament, so I wasn't actively rooting against the Spartans on that day. But there was still something about it that it was just like, oh, this this, that was, this feels right. That to me. game,
1: it was you know we were a two seed and in all intents and purposes we should have been a one seed that year, and that's how fans always say it. But the, good thing the, you
0: weren't, otherwise you, you might have been that you know you might have been Virginia. But the few big years, thing, the big thing, that,
1: the big thing about that game that surprised me the most was it really was like Middle Tennessee State caught lightning in a bottle. I believe, I I wish I could look up the exact numbers, but I'm not far off when I say this. They shot somewhere around 68 to 71% from three pointer, and they put up 29 three pointers. They made like 22 or 29, and Michigan State still shot 58%. Michigan State was still putting up points, but every single shot was just finding the bottom of the net for Middle Tennessee State. And I remember. I had all my friends over. We always had our our, our tournaments, you know, over our, our college house in the C- Isle campus and had probably five or six people there. And there was about two minutes left, and the game was still close, and I can't remember his name right now. But he had a dagger three with about a minute and 15 seconds left, and it put him up seven points. And we went. Did you
0: throw something?
1: Oh, no. We, we all looked at each other and just had nobody said a word. We all just had the biggest our jaws dropped to the floor and as soon as that buzzer sounded i would say there was five grown men scattered across my house laying on the floor just staring at the ceiling saying nothing for upwards of an hour we could not understand we could not understand what just
0: happened that's a great story we were
1: we were we were the favorite to win the, the title that year. Yep. We had Denzel, we had Brent Forbes, we, we had the entire power squad. Travis Trice, they thought that Michigan State was going to run to the title from the beginning of the season. And Denzel Valentine was up for player of the year. Um, it We got wiped out immediately, and it was absolutely god-awful.
0: Well, the first one that jumped to my mind, and one that I'm not going to use as my specific example because I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but that was Super Bowl 32. Uh, Green Bay versus Denver, I think the Packers opened up as like double-digit point favorites after having just won the Super Bowl the year before over the Patriots, and Favre was having another MVP season, and John Elway was old as dirt, (laughs) and I mean, it just, it seemed like as sure of a thing for a repeat as as you could have, and I think... At the time, I mean, I was only eight or nine years old, so I wasn't necessarily thinking in those terms, but I just remember yeah, I was at my grandparents' house watching the game, and you know when that game ended and the Broncos had won, I just remember bawling my eyes out for hours.
1: It always hurts worse when you're a kid. Yeah. It always hurts worse when you're a kid. Or it when, feels w- <laughs> like life and death. When <laughs> or you're when you're a paying student at a university <laughs> and, and you really, really hope they succeed. But um, what is your... But so What is your worst, worst, worst memory of a, a fa- I, not a failure, but, you know, the, the lack of success by one of your teams?
0: Well, it might not fit my own definition of this category uh, because Duke was certainly a good team. But the 2015 National Championship game between my Wisconsin Badgers and the Blue Devils, uh I just after knocking off Kentucky and ending their undefeated the 38 season 38 and no in the yeah 38 and 1 baby yeah, forever 38 and no Yeah 38 and no um I just I felt really confident that they were going to beat Duke and if I remember correctly I mean they were not by much but they were ahead at halftime and you know things seemed to be going pretty well and then Tyus Jones just came out of nowhere I mean it wasn't Jalil Okafor, It wasn't, you know, the other guys that normally led Duke that season. Oh yeah. That and was here's a, here's this freshman that just Wisconsin had no answer for in the second half and Duke ended up winning that national championship by five. And
1: I was actually at that final four because oh, once again you? the Michigan State Spartans were the right, ones right, who got right. knocked out by Duke in the previous game. And that's another one that came to mind when I was thinking about it because we drove all the way down to Indianapolis. With very high hopes, thinking all we have to do is stop Jaleel Okafor, and we went up by twelve points in the first four minutes of the game, and it—that's too early to mean but, anything. No, but I don't um, ever read the it whole place was rocking, and then all of a sudden Duke just came storming and storming and storming, and they ended up destroying us. But I was at that—I was at that Wisconsin Kentucky game, and you know Frank Kaminsky, he tore—I what he, a beast. Won, he won Player of the Year um, that year. He tore it
0: up throughout the entire. The entire Final Four. It's easy to forget about him because he's playing in Charlotte for the bo- Yeah, well, for the Hornets now uh, again, uh, <laughs> where they were the Bobcats. Back at but it. Uh, you know, he's having a nice career so far. Oh, and anyway, yeah.
1: Either way, we all have our disappointments. We all have our losses. But as the teams that happen, you know, the local area teams that lost this week, and they will learn. You got to move on from it and if you dwell on it forever that's when it's that's when it really stings and obviously we still have some ill ill will some bad blood towards these losses and you know it's going to sit with you for a while but it all you just got to learn from it and no I'm not getting knocked out by a 15 seed when I'm the favorite to win the national championship next time
0: (laughs) that will do it for episode 39 of the get around podcast the only remaining bit of work we have to do is announce our winner of the Beach Bum tickets uh, four pack for retweeting sharing last week's podcast and that would be Michael Kunkel at T-C-M-I-K-E-L-L on Twitter thank you for the retweet and we will get in touch with you to send you those Beach Bums tickets you can retweet and share this week's podcast once it goes live hopefully on Tuesday this time <laughs> And uh, be entered for a chance to win another four-pack of Beach Bums tickets next week. So, again, that wraps up episode 39 of the Get Around. Thank you to our wonderful guests, Frankfurt's Olivia Tomaszewski, and Keziah Stockdale. He was Jake Atnip. James Cook was at the golf course, but here as well. In our hearts. In our hearts, minds. minds, ears. Just not physical presence. And I am Brett Summers.